Welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 392. My name is John Morgan. Cold coffee is with me here in a uh, a rain-soaked Las Vegas. I, I mean, the storms. Are, I mean, we're definitely living in the desert, but every now and then we get a little bit of rain, and uh, we, we got some today. It's it kind of crazy. It was a proper thunderstorm. I mean, it, I think there was a clap. Uh, well, first I kind of rolled over sort of early morning. It must have been a clap of thunder that sort of woke me out of my slumber, and I remember seeing a flash in the room. Yeah. My first thought was like, who the fuck's putting a flashlight? <laughs> I was like, well, wait, I'm on the, <laughs> second, the second floor. floor bro. And I was like, oh, is that thunder? And then, and then immediately just like coaxed me right back into bed. I mean, there's something oh. about rain, especially when you don't get it that often. Well, you're When you live around rain, you probably wake up and you're like, oh, damn it, it's raining again. It's a weird thing. When you live here, you're like, awesome, awesome. it's rain, rain you know? <laughs> like, I'm, And I, I, fell, I fell back asleep. I slept like a baby, man. But, yeah, it was good, man. It was, uh, it was pelting the sides. Uh, but, yeah, we need it. I mean, granted, we're in such a severe drought. I mean, it's all a drop in the bucket. But, I mean, we would, we would take, take every more bit we could get, and more right? thunderstorms. First thing I did was pulled up a weather map to see if the pattern was going over Lake Mead. I was like, please, go a little more east over Mead, please. You think there's, like, some murderers out there that are like, we need rain to cover up the bodies <laughs> that I dumped in there <laughs> that haven't been discovered yet. <laughs> some family somewhere. Why is dad always doing a weird you know, rain dance outside. <laughs> I thought it was from Youngstown, Ohio. Like, what's oh, going on? Such a horrible thing to joke about. It is weird, though. I mean, I they just keep finding dead they bodies just keep out there. Finding <laughs> bodies. It's, it's, at some point, you have to joke and laugh about it because it's so insane. It's crazy. I mean, people always realize and remember, oh, yeah, this used to be mob control, blah, blah, blah. Oh, used yeah, to, very, of course. Yeah, None of that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our legal department says we have to say that it was used to. Uh, you know, they used to always say bury in the desert. I never really thought about, like, why not just put him in the water? And apparently somebody <laughs> did along the time. They're like, bro, it gets real. The, the ground's really tough. I don't have a shovel, but you know that lake that's down there? I bet we could just, you know, run a little throw bro, him in a barrel and toss him in the side. Oh, it's so weird. But yeah, so yeah, we need we need more of that rain. But all this is just a drop in the bucket out there. Unfortunately, we need some serious Crazy. rain. Like regular. It is weird if you're if you're not from this part of the country and, and don't know. I mean, there's like constant conversations about like, is the area gonna run out of water? And it yeah. turns out, from what I've been told, like Las Vegas is actually better off than most people think. But like, yeah. the big allotment of where that water goes is like Cal Southern California. California, and so they're the ones that are, that actually might and be they're using low. more than they're than they're supposed to. Yeah. I mean, like, it's you you would think that th we would have good recycling thing. Like, it's like not, it's something crazy. Like ninety. Nine percent of the water we use here is all recycled water. Right. I mean, like we're constant. Like we can't do any more. I mean, we could always use less of it, but in terms of like doing what we need to do, like Nevada's pretty good about mm -hmm. it. You know, so for them to like, oh, well, just use less water or recycle more stuff, and it's like, bro, there's not much above like ninety nine percent that we can do. You know, we need to have like the places like California stuff, but still, regardless. When you go by Lake Mead and you see all that kind of stuff, you're just it's like, wild. oh, it's you're wild. so depressing. Huh, that's your update from the Water Conservation <laughs> Roadshow. Uh, water Conservation <laughs> Roadshow. A lot going on, man. A lot going on. I don't even know where to start. I guess. Conserve I, water. Drink beer. That's the motto <laughs> that's for today. Yeah. Pabst Blue Ribbon. Award winning. <laughs> mm -mm -mm. 
It's like America in a can we, right here. We even with the with the change in plans this week, we even got cold coffee having a frosty beverage today, which she hasn't been doing is lately. Going on. I love here. it. I love it. All right. So where do we start? Because on the one hand, because I want to start with with Bo Nickel because I mean that guy is 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 the rave right now. And yeah. Everybody. But on the other hand. I feel like everybody wants to talk about this damn UFC show and why no media is going to be there. Is that a thing? I, I, it's so. Fu- I think it's funny how much of a thing it's it's become. Yeah. I, you know, we had heard about this. I don't know a week or two ago that there was a possibility that it might happen, and uh, you know, heard the the rumblings that Mark Zuckerberg had. That's what we don't know, I guess. Is is has Mark Zuckerberg rented out the UFC Apex for uh, just like a private function? Or is it, as some people are, you know, assuming maybe some test for a, a meta event? But I don't understand if it was a test of equipment, like why they would need us to not be there. Right. To be honest with you, so I, I don't think that that really has anything to do with. It. I, I have heard that there's like some COVID protocol that's back in place just yeah. for this one event, so maybe that's why we're not in. So yeah, we don't have I, to go back through the COVID protocol. Yeah, because I really, I mean, we even chat about it before. Like, uh, you know, when I heard like, oh, is it Zuckerberg is all whatever. So I remember looking. After hearing about the COVID things, and I said, is Zuckerberg a germaphobe? And supposedly, like, it's on record that he is a massive germaphobe. Really? So, you know, this is before we kind of finally heard somebody say, yes, Zuckerberg's going to be there. But if you have that much weight, and it's funny because everybody says, everybody keeps saying, oh, that billionaire. Dude, it's more than one billion. Like, this <laughs> dude's, like, one of the richest dudes. So, like, if he wants to be like, hey, Dana, you know, can we do something? You know, if they want to curry favor, I can see where they would do something. But, um yeah, the only reason there's nothing in Nevada, there's nothing in the state laws anywhere in this near area that says we would be going taking steps back like this. That right. would be a government a governor's call. Right. The governor's not saying, "Okay, just for the apex right now, let's roll it back." This is purely on to appease somebody that they're instilling these COVID practices back into it, and that has to be because the the main guy that they're trying to court to get there or that is already planned on being there is a huge germaphobe. I mean, it's wild. It's not like he had to touch or smell us or heaven forbid walk near us stinky media or and, whatever. And, and we'll say, that's the thing that is weird to me is it and again, and I think maybe it's it's because this code protocol because I mean, they could just put us in the media room where we are anyway and just yeah. not allow anybody out Into onto the, the arena floor. floor right. You know what I mean? They could easily do that. So, I, I don't know. It's it's an issue. It's, are your air vents purely isolated <laughs> to where the breathe the air that I'm going to breathe is separate from those feet, those we, people, we yeah, those people, the, the, <laughs> those, those people. people. You know the people we're talking about, the ones that don't have any money. I'd like to keep <laughs> the them away. Broke ass motherfuckers. The, the, the poor people, can you leave them away? Uh, so I, I don't know. It's To me, I, I found it kind of, I guess it's just interesting, you know what I mean? It's yeah. a little bit different, it's unique. But I, I don't, you know, I think there's a lot of people that are concerned that the UFC is trying to do something nefarious here, or like, yeah. that, you know, they don't want to allow media in here because they're hiding the the truth from the public. I, that, that ain't it. the latest towel gate, is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that ain't it, man. I think yeah. it's just, you know, I, I mean, obviously Dana had a little fun with it the other night. He just when we cares asked about him. us. He's just worried about that us. Was, I will say that was pretty well played on it Dana was, White's it was, part. It was perfect. It was it was a perfect example of we talked about in some of the conversation that came up as well was like how would the UFC operate if Dana's not there. Mm-hmm. How would they seem different? This is a whole other little side thing is that answering those type of questions, inflecting his, putting his own personality into it and making it a fun little spin. Right. You're not going to get that from somebody else. Like I love Dave Shaw. Dave Shaw couldn't deliver it like right. that. You know, you can't, I Dave mean, Shaw could could do it in French though. Oh yeah. You could do it in French. <laughs> yeah. Only his Canadian French. Uh, 
but you know, I mean, that's just one of those youth, you know, things. I thought I thought it was really well played. I mean, it definitely, he's so quick because I thought about. It, I was like, did he prepare for that, or is that just him rolling off the cuff? He knew we were gonna. Ask. I mean, maybe I he figured he would ask, it. but I wondered if he didn't know how he would finally answer it at that time. But I thought it was good, and he just kind of rolled with it, you know, and it gave him a chance. If he wanted to, and if he was in a, a worse mood, he could have went at Amy. He could have went at anybody and just be like, you guys are making a big deal about this shit. It's none of your business. If we want to do it, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. I think it's the fact that we're not getting the clear answers is why people are fascinated by it and why people are just like, well, there must be something because our brains are just going firing and all you know, cylinders, just like when you guys, whenever there was all the talk about uh, Fight Island. That, What's Fight Island going to be That's what this reminds like, me of, you know, right? you know what I mean? It's like, hey, we, we could tell you about Fight Island, but we're just going to leave the mystery because we think it, it develops more interest, like more it's people talk more about exciting, it. It's certainly more exciting, you know, right? Because it's got us talking about a fight card, but it's for the wrong reasons, yeah. right? Like, what, we're talking about a fight card because we're wondering why media is going to be and not has nothing to do with okay if Dern or Jan wins this one you know like how's how's this how's this really going to factor for the division you know we're, we're instead talking like okay is it going to be VR gear is it going to be are they buying them I was sitting there w- taking a walk the other day I was like would they just buy them would they buy the whole WME IMG I was like are they just going to have a party because Mark's training now maybe he's like guys I just want to have a room where the winners and losers can all just drink and have a good time because they're all winners in my book. <laughs> How about we use that media room? Don't let – let's just not even have media or fans. Let's just make it one just big giant party because we're all fighters, bro. We're all fighters. It is interesting. I mean, I guess, look, you know, I'm sure – you know, I'm sure there is a tech play to some. Obviously, uh, Meta, uh, they do have the VR headsets, you know, the Oculus that was yeah. developed by them. And, you know, I think Dana has talked about VR in the past and how it's going to be a thing. One championship is already experimenting in VR. I mean, they've, they, I'm sure there's a tech play involved, yeah. at least a conversation. I'm sure also that there's, you know, business conversations going on as well. I mean, Dana has kind of openly recently said, like, you know, kind of hinted at the fact that if ESPN wants to keep the deal when this thing runs out, they're going to have to pony up some cash and, and, you know, that there's a lot of options on the table. And there will be. I mean, Amazon, Apple, I mean, certainly they're all going to kick the tires a little bit because obviously the UFC product is in high demand. So I'm sure there's a business aspect that I just – I don't know if it's just a like a like a personal function and, a, and, and they're just, you know, maybe Zuckerberg is doing something for his – company I, I don't know they were like well we have this small vip room upstairs and bark's like hmm, hmm how about, how the, about the whole, whole building <laughs> he's like your idea of a vip room is a little small for my liking i'm thinking just the whole kitten caboodle uh you know I'm, I'm gonna take everything it is it is weird so so obviously we just came from media day we did talk to some of the fighters about it. we did speak to a lot of uh, foreign language fighters today which i didn't necessarily ask them about it but like Mackenzie dern for instance i mean she brought up the fact that like Man, you know, there's a couple of the fighters on the card that just came from fighting in a in a in a big show, you know, an arena show. So yeah. they're like, yes, crowd. And then they come back, and Mackenzie was one of them. She's like, I wanted to fight in front of a crowd again. Then they say Apex, and I'm like, ah, damn. Well, at least there's some people in there. And it's just like, yeah. and then I hear private show, and it is kind of weird that I, it sounds. I mean, from again, we were just at the Apex. We were just talking to people both athletes and people behind the scenes and nobody seems to know exactly yeah. what the hell is going on and I think that is weird for the fighters because okay if it's let's say Facebook has uh, or Meta or whatever however you want to say it you know they've got like 200 employees or something that they they wanted to do a private corporate event maybe it's not even employees maybe it's like you know customers and business partners and you've got 200 people in there I mean uh, you know that would be a, at least some environment now you hear like People at the at the Super Bowl, you know, as they say, it's like it's kind of a crappy environment because, um, 
you know, it's it's uh, not people that are really into the game or into the sport. So, but at least it's something. But like, what if it literally is just like Zuckerberg and I don't know if you, I don't even know if he's married or something. I think McKenzie said his wife or something, but I think she, I don't know if she knew either. But like, wouldn't that be weird if it's literally just like old school? you know, pandemic era, there's like seven people in there and, right. and, 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 the, and these fighters got to go into that environment again. <laughs> Watch Zuckerberg. Can you tell that corner over there to quiet down a little bit? He's, uh, he's yelling to his fighter a little too much. <laughs> he's, 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 he's harsh in my piece over here. Um, it would be a little bit, I, li- I would think it'd be, it'd make more sense if it was for the whole like Facebook, like an award yeah, for something. Cause then it like, then, because anything beyond that, if it was just like Zuckerberg and Dana, then it's super creepy and kind of weird. <laughs> you know, like the guy's like, I have a total thing for Dern. I just want the whole building so I can perv out <laughs> off to the side, you know. Uh, you know, that's, it's just weird. Where, whereas if it was a huge party, say Facebook, maybe there's a big announcement. And that's the, the way that he wanted to do something crazy and extreme for them. I mean. I'm sure there'll be a fun, cool, like little story after. You kind of want to. I'm. I would hate to think that all this build up and then it gets to the end and it's just gonna be, you know, well the guy had a wild, you know, hair up his ass because oh, he he, he, he's training and, MMA. Like he's posted yeah. some videos and he whatever. just said, "Hey, I'm I'm super rich. Why not just buy out this whole event and you know close it to the public? You know, because that's what rich people do, <laughs> you know, or something." Uh, you would hope that it was something where it's like a party, because then it doesn't feel like you're just watching a rich guy throw money around. Then it was like an award for the par- for their company and for their staff. Right. Then you're like, okay, cool. He treated his staff to a once in a lifetime deal, instead of just a rich guy throwing money around. And everybody's like, okay, cool, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. It is funny. What a, what a story. It, because again, to me, I, I, I don't see the big deal. Again, I think the I think the important thing from I guess. Hell no, from, it's almost like a, it's almost gonna be like a Saturday night off. Yeah, because I would be sitting in the room. Everybody was freaking. Everybody's like, "Oh man, should we even go?" I was like, I, "I, what else am I gonna do on Wednesday during this time <laughs> slot? I guess I'll go to the media day, you know." And it's like, "Okay, Friday, what else am I gonna?" Oh, I guess I'll go to the weigh-ins, and then Saturday night, I'm like, "Cool, so I'll watch these from my house, and then see what kind of footage they're gonna send, and then see if I have to upload something, and and I can watch Bellator without having to sneak two screens on right. or whatever." That's fine. I'm like, yep. bro, how many fights do we see I'm okay in a year? Off. Is it cool that we don't have to be in the apex to watch it? I'm not going to cry about it, you know, because we'll still be able to do what we have to do. I'm like, oh, am I going to be mad because I'm not there in the room yeah. shooting video? Hell no. I think I think the only concern <laughs> from, a, like, a journalistic point of view is, again, if the UFC was doing something where they were trying to, like, you know. Well, yeah, hot- you got to fix that Duren card. Well, that Duren fight. Like, ex- there's no stakes here. That's there's exactly nothing it. going on here. Yeah. Like, that's so what, – what does Shab think, though? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, what do we, you know, that rant, you know, we can really run this uh, this bit on Randy Brown, Francisco Trinaldo, and really, I mean, it's just, it's. Yeah, Trinaldo, he's kind of a sleeper play, you know, but if we could really fix his fight, we think he might have a chance. Yeah, I don't think that's it. So I yeah, guess tune in on Saturday and, and tune in on Saturday and, and, uh, but you're right. It has kind of become. Is it? Did we make it that way? Did media make it? I mean, I think so. I mean, I know our outlet ran on some shit, and I remember when I posted it first to even our internal chat. I was like, "Hey, this is gonna happen." People got a lot more like fired up than I thought at first, and I was just like, you know, wow, is this? Am I so separate or like pulled away from it that I'm just like, cool? My brain goes night off. Others like, why shenanigans? You know, I'm like. That's so bizarre, but it yeah, maybe our, we are in part 
the part of it because we're talking about it, people are talking about it. Maybe if we didn't know, maybe if we all just took it in stride, everybody else would be like, okay, cool, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I was just going to watch it on TV anyways. Like, it changed their life. Nobody gets tickets here. I mean, there's like literally, who does this affect? Besides media, maybe a thousand people, there were, less than a thousand people that hey, were going to get tickets. And I'll just let, 600? Let's throw it out there. How many media was it media day today? Five. Yeah, it was five. It was, it was, so, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Are we how, many people are really, how many people are really <laughs> impacting here? Come on, five, five people. It is kind of silly when you put the numbers in there. Five. But, yeah, it's it's not a big deal. I mean, it's it's not like the, the show's going dark mm. and we're not going to be able to see the fights. And, and if somebody sees something crazy happen on the broadcast, I mean, like, the questions can still be risen. You know, like, mm. if you see something that's a clearly a bad call or if you see a fighter completely fighting different – a fighter look like they're throwing the match, you're still going to see that, and then you can still have those questions. Whether somebody's in the room to watch it or in the back room to watch it, you're still going to see it, you yep. know? And anything that happens behind the scenes, we never saw that shit anyways, whether we're in the room or not. So true. That's that's a that's <laughs> a thing, cares? too. Like, oh, the media's not going to be there to monitor it. I'm like, we have access to, like, 1% of that building. Bro, we sh- <laughs> I maybe share the bathroom with some of the fighters that every once in a while when they have to go take – they'll go out there with the commission to take a piss test. Right. That's as close. Very rarely that'll ever get to a fighter on fight night, and that's happened maybe – Three times, four uh, times in all these years. Like, we don't see the fighters. You know what would be, what would be sad is if, uh, like, I mean, I'm looking. Fr- Francisco Trinaldo, he's 44. He says he's going to keep going. Or, like, an Alexi Olenek, he's up there as well. Like, yeah. they, if they, like, decided to retire, and there's, like, there's nobody to talk to you, bro. <laughs> just, like, yeah. head just, on out the back door. Just that post-fight interview. See ya. Yeah. See ya. But anyway, all right. So, that's the event. We'll talk about the card a little bit. I guess I do, I do want to talk about Bo Nickel as well because – Listen, man, you know, you know, I asked Dana last night, you know, tearing through Donovan Beard, obviously Donovan Beard, CFSC champ. Um, Donovan Beard is a good fighter. I mean, he's he's a tough fighter. You know, his last fight to win the title in CFFC, if you didn't see the, the fight with Miles Lee, he was getting outworked for four rounds. Like, he was losing the fight. He was losing every round, but he kept getting out of bad positions. He kept trying to rally. Um, you know, he dealt with a lot of adversity, and in the end, he was able to lock in this come-from-behind, miraculous Hail Mary triangle choke. So, you know, he did – you know, he, 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 did, he was losing all of the fight until he won it, but he, he was able to survive some bad positions. Obviously, Bo Nickel just tore through him. Uh, like a hot knife through butter, man. We haven't I mean, seen just anybody survive. Unbelievable. No. He gives you no chance. The guy, the guy is good, and I'm, I'm very intrigued by this because, you know, you're always hesitant to jump on the bandwagon a little too early or put too much on. And hey, look, I'm not saying, you know, right now he would, you know, he would storm through everybody and he, he's the uncrowned UFC champ. But dude, I, I honestly believe that dude can compete with anybody in the weight class right now. Yeah. I don't think. Anybody in the UFC blows him out of the water. Now, yeah. I'm also not ready to say definitely a future UFC champ. Definitely, the, you know, I know he I, and I, I love the fact that he's like I want to be pound for pound number one. But I, I just you know from what we've seen of him so far, man, I don't think you can not. That dude is the real deal. Yeah, it's funny, you know, and I kind of compare it with like when Henry Cejudo came in and we we saw a guy that we're like, okay, guys, there's something different about a person that has Olympic level wrestling, Olympic level wrestling, then and just that whole work mindset and then the ability to get to that level it's just night and day and we're like wow if once he gets his hands together you know that he's the division's going to be in trouble and it was yep i mean he took down the pound for pound best dude there is you know beat him looking at Bo, i mean his hands i thought his hands looked really really good at just his movement his head movement i mean he was fainting 
and he dropped the dude down. But when it comes to wrestling, you know, yes, there is Olympic level, but right on par with what I would put at that Olympic level, the guys that go fight, that go to the Olympics are these national champions, these right. wrestling national champions. And Bo's a three-time national champion. That's a real deal. I mean, it's it's so incredibly hard to get one national champion than to be able to, to three-peat it is absolutely insane. But what we see in, in what we saw last night was like he granted, I mean, we saw the the one, you know, roughly one strike or so. Um so it's hard to say, oh yeah, man, this guy's got great striking, but you see the groundwork is there for it, you know, and to be able to have that wrestling that once he gets his hands on these guys, I mean, it's just it's so oppressive that they just can't get away from it. But the fact that he looks like his hands and he's on the right path to have great striking with that good base. I mean, like, I don't see why the kid can't be a champ someday. And I mean, and, and there's, there's, there's just, just massive upside. Yeah. There's massive. I mean, you know, you start going through it because I started thinking, I mean, you start looking, okay, Robert Whitaker, that's a very tough matchup for him. You know, the yeah. champ is the Adesanya, obviously the tough. Those are tough ones. If they stay striking, yes. if they stay standing. Yeah. But they got to, they, you know, and again, you know, you look at some of, the, but but just the fact that you're you're looking at those top names, I mean, yeah. uh, but I think he's competitive with them. And again, yeah. we haven't seen much of a strike. We've seen a little bit though. And we haven't seen a, if he could take a chin. We haven't he, seen him take a shot. Take, yeah. take a shot in exactly. Chin. Yeah. So you know, I'm not ready to say, un, you know, give the guy the belt right now. But I am willing to say. The dude looks special to me, man. Yeah, I mean, what's he going to do when a guy's coming in his face and he oh, just won't goodness. stop? I mean, we got I mean. we got one of those today. We got a Bobby Green <laughs> special today. That's why I said Bobby Green Summer was like, huh? <laughs> somebody somebody took some shine <laughs> off of, off my moment. Yeah. And when I went back and listened to it, it wasn't as bad. But I still, we all, all of course, all the perpetual twelve year olds <laughs> in the room just start start giggling and looking at each other and sending text <laughs> messages. But uh, yeah, we got one of those today. What was it? If he if he's gonna come in my face that much, what well, that was? Yeah, if he's gonna, yeah, if he's gonna come, I, I actually <laughs> saved it somewhere. But yeah, it's like if you're gonna come in my face that hard, you know, blah, 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 that I'm gonna shoot, <laughs> I'm gonna shoot hard back or something. And I remember uh, by that point we had already, I had already checked out and was laughing in my head. But I was just like, we're all twelve years old. But I mean, dude, I, I, I Bo is, I mean, I'm gonna hop on. I mean, it's one thing if you hop on a guy, the the, the hype train of a guy that they're like. Trust me, guy. This guy's got good wrestling. I mean, the stats are behind this. I mean, you tell you. Even if somebody came in and said, "All right, he's a one-time, he's a national champion," we've seen guys come in and they're like, they're all-American. People are like, "Whoa, he's the the second coming." All-American is not national champion, not to that level. I mean, you have people that can be all-Americans and national champions, but not all-Americans make it to be a national champion. Right. I mean, like, it's a whole different level. So to be to be ready to jump on the bandwagon of what he can do. The only thing I want to see him do is take some punches of, of some big guys. But, you know, is that his fault that he's not taking any punches? Nope. I mean, good for you, Bo. If you don't take any strikes for the next three or four fights, I mean, you're going to be impressive. I mean, I remember th- when Habib came in and it was like, oh, this guy in this, this combat sambo and all this other stuff. And I remember thinking like, okay, is it really going to be that oppressive? I mean, I know you guys say that he's like the end-all, be-all in this thing. And then once you started seeing what he was able to do, and then his striking caught up to that as well. And then mm-hmm. he started becoming a threat on his feet. Bo's at that point right now. I mean, like, so for anybody to sort of still think that, oh, he's just a one-trick pony, that one trick is so good 
that it's going to carry him to the point of where everything else is, just needs to catch up. Right. And I felt like we saw glimpses of that last night. I mean, I, you know, and maybe just watching on the TV, maybe I'd, if I was in the room, I could have saw it closer. But I thought his movement looked really good. And this is a guy that, just like when Henry would say, like when it came to training, it's at a different mindset. It's a different level. So if this guy says, I need to focus, I need to train on my striking, I need to work on my footwork – for him to have the mindset that took him to where he got in wrestling alone and just transition that to striking and now just put that on his overall MMA uh, game plan, the kid's going to be – it's going to be special. I yep. mean, I think someday he might even make it on, like, the UFC game cover or something. <laughs> He's that good. I'm going to put a prediction out right now. I don't know if it's going to be the next one. Maybe it's even going to be the next one. I, I feel like we're going to see this kid. Well, he's already – I don't know if you know this or not. He's already been added to UCF4. Oh, uh, that other <laughs> – that, that rival game. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Yeah, no, listen, I, I think the guy's, I think the guy's a, a, a real prospect to watch. I think yeah. you really have to, to, to focus on his rise. It's worth your time. And uh, and by the way, the guy has already opened up uh, an American top team affiliate gym uh, up in Happy Valley and looking Didn't really? to yeah looking to recruit like Penn State wrestlers. I mean, <sighs> can you imagine that if if they get a pipeline Penn, State, Penn wrestlers, State wrestlers, Penn State football players, anybody like oh my lord, that is so smart, right? So I mean, the dude's smart. thinking about it. As Malky calls him, big big business bow, big well, business bow. <laughs> You know, and who knows what that developmental contract he's been receiving already. Maybe he had a nice little seed money in well, there. Well, and I think – and look, yeah, I mean, he definitely wasn't making five <laughs> and five in these two fights. And, and you know, what's funny is – and I like the fact that Dana kind of came out last night a little bit and was like – and I think that, you know, people that understood – because you saw this argument, like, how did they not sign him the first time around? And we kept trying to tell you this is all about business. And, and you heard Dana kind of mention it last night because I said, look, he just tore through another guy. Does this mean that – you should have signed him the first time, or does this mean that you did the right thing by having him back a second time? And Dana was like, do you see how many people are talking about him? Do you see how much, you know, I mean, that's what that's what it was all about. They know yeah. they got somebody. Let's put him on the show one more time. We're going to get him some more experience. Let's get the people talking. Let's get him. And, and, and that's what they did. So Squeeze, uh, him, squeeze more juice. I mean, the rest of the card was fine. But, I mean, like, they needed to have a, a nice climax yeah, for the season. You, have, you can't just have, like, another night. Because if you almost knew – it, one, it, it drummed up hype about the last episode to give you one other person that people were looking yep. for. But it also didn't allow for the, the end of the season to kind of end on a stinker. You know, you got you to gotta save a little something-something for the last one because – Great point. What, is, what does Dane always say? It's how you walk out of the – you know, it's the way that last fight goes right. affects how you think about the whole event. And it's so right. true, right? It's the way you walk out of the building. So right now, the way that season ended – was like this uber yeah. prospect that you're like that's the guy. Now that's how excited one. do you get for next time? They gave around more. They gave out more contracts than ever before, yep. and I think everybody will look on the season. And this is another season that they'll go back when they look at the line of of fighters that come from the contender series. This season alone, again, is going to bring other huge stars yep. and, and possibly one of the first champs to come from it. Now, Bo had two call-outs at the end. Which one do you favor? Is, is <sighs> it? And do you favor the possible Hamzat matchup or Logan Paul in uh, WWE? I mean, which which one do you think is the more competitive? But what's more, <laughs> well, more competitive would be the Hamzat one because the, the, the Logan Paul, I'm like, bro, you're just signing a contract and now you're trying to talk about a fight I, outside of the contract? I thought that was a misstep. I thought yeah, that was a misstep. I was like, uh... I didn't like that. And that's nah. the only thing he's done so far 
that I've seen that I'm like, oh, come on, what is that? It would have been better if this was like if he if like if he used that for the developmental one that that night when they're like they're bringing me back and he's like, well, you know, I don't know what the future's gonna hold, but someday I want that Hamzat and maybe I'll maybe in the in the time being I'll go fight Logan Paul or something because right now it's like, bro, you're under contract, that's not gonna happen. Exactly, you're just spitting hot air or whatever. But uh, just like his striking other stuff, his his post fight game will get better as well. It'll get better. It'll get better. But no, I mean, I'm excited for him. Um, I'm ex- I thought the whole season the whole season was great. I thought uh, every contender series uh, is always kind of close to our hearts. I think we enjoy seeing all those ones. But this is another season. Um, it's funny. It all kind of blurs, you know, thinking about the ones. But I I I think looking back on the season. Uh, uh, a lot of people won't forget like the B. Joe Piper and then some of the yep. other fighters, but now with Bo as well, um, I think there's definitely and, and then Rosas Jr. You know, yep. for Christ's sake, they signed a 17 year old. Granted, by the time they signed the paperwork, I'm sure maybe it'll, it'll be, be 18. 18. Um, but I mean, I think people are gonna look back on the season and be like, "Wow, this is it's incredible." I mean, it keeps. I mean, it's not like the the look or the design or, has changed much from season to season, but. They're continuing to find these great fighters and are giving us great fights. And, I mean, like, these kids go on to the UFC and they do damage, man. I'm telling you. And like I said before, um, if you're betting on a card and you're looking for that little, like, what's what's a little factor? I, I look at the reach. I look at their age. You know, I look at their weight. I look at their height. You know, what else? Look for those pressure moments where they've shined. And contenders is one of those ones. And if you're looking, you're trying to pick between two fighters, one has contender uh, – experience and the other one doesn't i would lean for the contender guy mm-hmm. soon i mean they keep signing this many people eventually everybody's gonna come from the contender <laughs> the whole roster, comes the whole roster. The i mean they did how many what 50 something this year or something it is almost it, well because they almost did five every time so it couldn't be it'd probably be roughly 45 right something you, could, you like couldn't that. do enough unless you're doing it every week yeah it would be pretty interesting though i mean obviously like if you were signing like a free agent from another promotion or something like that you yeah. could bring it straight in but that would be pretty crazy like no, if you want to get in here, you you go to the contender series first. Like that's yeah. just the way it goes. You just have yeah. to. You that or you that or the ultimate fighter. It's your call. But nobody comes straight in anymore. Yeah, that's so crazy. That'd be wild. Uh, all right, listen, uh, let's do this because there's a lot of combat sports happening this weekend, and I want to talk about a little bit of all of it because uh, whereas last weekend was maybe a slow weekend, this weekend is insanely busy. Um, but before we do that, let me let me give you one other reason why I probably didn't care too terribly much when they were like, hey, no media on Saturday night. <laughs> uh, that is because I did get a nice little invitation uh, to go to uh, and attend an event at the MGM Grand Garden Arena on Saturday night, and it is uh, – called The Event. It's uh, Shaquille O'Neal's foundation that's putting on. It's a big fundraiser to help uh, raise money for the Boys and Girls Clubs um, and communities in schools. Uh, Performing there will be Maroon 5, Pitbull, Marin Morris, uh, Her. Uh, So it's a a concert and a fundraiser, and I got a chance to go, and I wasn't sure how I was going to be able to balance everything out. But now that I can't (laughs) go to the Apex anyway – Look at you! Just go to concerts uh, all the time now. Yeah, man. You know that's how we do. You're like, you're like. In fact, some people would say it was Facebook and Zuckerberg that got them to cancel Saturday. Others would say that uh, a certain blue polo shirt guy called up Dan and said, "Dan, I need my Saturday night free." He does. He does. I got a little. Let's go. Let's fucking go. If y'all can't tell, I'm pounding the shit out of my chest like he likes to do. That's uh, uh, that's that's what I. But do yeah, sometimes. dude, that's ridiculous. But uh, so, it's fucking awesome. But yeah, look at you now. As part of that, <laughs> as part of that, I, I did get to as we wrapped up the media day. I ducked into 
a little private conference room and did a uh, quick video interview with Shaquille O'Neal Oh, wait, himself. who? Uh, yeah, who? It, a lot of people might not be familiar with this guy. He's a former basketball player. Oh, did he? Had, oh, okay. Had, uh, Fairly successful career. Okay, uh, okay. You know, so I had a chance to How talk to Shaq. How many rings has he got? <laughs> He's got a lot. He got- I'll tell you what's funny is um, I actually have a – and I, st- I bet it's still at my mom's house. Um, I, I have a Sports Illustrated uh, with him on the cover uh, in his LSU days, man. From, from oh, wow. Back- yeah, man. This was when I was a kid. And I saw him playing college ball, and I and, and you know I, I was uh, obviously I grew up in Texas, but you know LSU around the way. I thought their colors were pretty cool. Four rings. Four rings. Yeah. Not too bad. That's not too uh, So I've got a I've got a framed uh, Sports Illustrated. I should try to get it get him to uh, sign it one of these days. But he's got um, such a deep voice. He does. He does have a deep voice. So uh, so so we were talking. So I got to do this interview. It was just a, a Zoom interview um, that that, that uh, they actually recorded. His you know his staff was on the call or whatever and it, I didn't really have it set up it wasn't like in my home studio it was in a conference room it was on like so long story short I was gonna say it's not necessarily the cleanest most perfect audio ever and you know how much I like the clean perfect audio mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but as you mm-hmm. pointed out how many times do I get to interview <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal Shaq dog yeah how many interviews how many times do we get that so uh as as I prepare to attend uh, this concert on Saturday night. And you can too, by the way. They're selling tickets. It's access.com. If you're in the Vegas area and you want to go, um, it's like this big VIP fundraiser, but it also they have tickets for the public for like 50 bucks, like starting at $50. So it, it, it's affordable as well if you, if you want to come hang out. Especially you don't for have that to many do. artists. Yeah, they've got – listen, now if you want to, they've got, they've got table sponsors. If you want to sponsor a table – uh, that can run you anywhere from ten thousand to seventy-five thousand. Oh, okay. Certainly okay. can. And I, and I know you're thinking, wow, well, now that I got my Saturday free, maybe <laughs> I'll do that. But if for whatever reason, Where let's say that old pig, piggy bank I, around yeah, here. Yeah, but if for whatever reason, you think ah, it's a little bit much. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't have my whole crew with me, so why would I waste a whole table? If you just want to buy a ticket, I think they start at fifty bucks. Um, so anyway, <laughs> here was my conversation from uh, just before I headed over here. What's Shaq? Big John Morgan. What's up, Big John? Not much. How you doing, Recording sir? in progress. All right, brother. You ready? Let's do it, man. I mean, look, you got a you got a big event coming up, man. I know it's probably a massive undertaking. So what's uh what's the feel for you right now? The excitement level right now? Look, I'm super excited for our foundation's second annual event happening October first at MGM Grand Garden Arena. It's in about Pepsi Stronger Together. You know, I gotta shout out Pepsi. Uh, performers this year are her, Pitbull, Maroon 5, Mary Morris, and John Mulaney. This event, no doubt, it will be the biggest fundraiser of the year because it's supporting the work that I do for, you know, to, to, to help with resources for kids in, in need in Las Vegas and Atlanta. Why Las Vegas and Atlanta? Because this is where the kids see me. You go to the Apple store looking for the I-14, I'm going to be there. You go to your local Walmart, I'm going to be there. You go to the gym, I'm going to be there. You know, my mission, the foundation of my mission is always to help underserved youth achieve their full potential. Partner with uh, two other great organizations, Boys and Girls Club and Communities and School. And uh, last year I built a Boys and Girls Club outside of Atlanta in my town, McDonough. And we're doing a similar, bigger project here in Las Vegas. So I want to thank everybody for coming. Last year we raised 2.8. This year we hopefully will raise a little bit more. And 100.2222 million percent of all the proceeds go to where I say they go. It ain't no paying no staff. It ain't no funny business going on with the money. So if we make 2.8 or 3 million, 3 million will go out to build this project and, you know, to do other stuff, book bags, schools, refurbishing stuff, 
all the stuff that I do. So again, 100% of all the proceeds go to helping kids in need. Much respect to that, especially as a Las Vegas resident. Certainly appreciate that. Shaq, how did, how did the kids get to be such an important thing for you? You, know, you came up with this foundation. Why was it the youth that you said, this is the people that need help with? Because when I look at them, I see myself. I was once a kid that had nothing, and you, you get a guy that you that inspires you. I always tell people, Julius Irvin changed my life. Dr. J changed my life. And then when I see Dr. J, I'm like, who's this Magic Johnson guy? Who's this Michael Jordan guy? All those people inspire me to be great, right? So I know that when kids look up to me, I inspire them. So I always want to do the right thing, say the right thing, and, you know, show by, you know, being a you know great example. I always tell kids, not a role model, I'm a real model. I like to do things my way. If I happen to make a mistake, just learn from my mistake. But most of the time, 85% of the time, I'm always do right. I always do right. Like I'm never gonna lie to you. I'm never gonna fake you out. I'm never gonna say you something I don't believe in. And I'm never gonna be a hypocrite. They asked me about uh, Ume Udoka the other day. I said I can't answer that. I don't want to be like these hypocrites that are doing the stuff they're doing now, but want to comment on what he's doing. I can't do that. So I always want to keep it real. Much respect. Well, I'm here at the yeah. UFC offices right now, man. So I got to ask, when's the next time we get to see you uh, here at the PI or the UFC? Do you, do, you, do you make a visit anytime soon? Next, you know, I, I was supposed to make a last one, but I couldn't. I'm waiting for Nate Diaz. Who's he fighting next? We don't know mm-hmm. yet. We don't know. It's, uh, is uh, Connor coming back? Connor should be coming back at some point as well. Hopefully, we see those two fights. Is that the one you want to see? It is. I want to see those two fights. And I also want to see Khabib's brother. Like I've been, listen, I, I've been, I've been with, with you guys for a while. I always tell people, uh, my training camp in Hawaii, 96. A guy grabs me and puts me in a waist lock. I'm getting ready to turn around and beat him up. And he goes like this. No, 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 no. It's Vitor Belfort. I said, no, no, no. I just love you. I'm a fan of yours. I'm like, yo, man, what are you doing? He gives me two tickets. He said, hey, man, I got a fight tonight. We're like, what kind of fight? This was when, and this is when how I was introduced to him, man. Vitor Belfort grabbed me down there up here, and, like, I couldn't get loose. I was like, what the, you know, I, I mean, I wasn't thinking kidnapping, but I was maybe thinking jump, robbery. <laughs> and my guy was with me, and we, we bumped, bumped up, and he said, no, 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 no. I'm an MMA fighter. I'm like, what the hell is an MMA fighter? And we went to this event, and Vitor beat some big old dude. He had on some... Uh, you know, some uh, overalls. He beat that dude in 15 seconds. I'm like, what kind of sport is this? And I've been a fan since. And then I went to an event for Tito Brothers and Dana. became close to them. So I've been a fan. I've, I've seen all the greats. I miss John Jones. I do. I miss John Jones. I miss Connor. Uh, you know, Max. And, you know, watching him. He had a tough one last one. But the good thing about you guys, sport, you got a lot of new guys coming out of nowhere kicking ass. Like I, I remember, I remember Tank Abbott. Uh, what's the guy from? Uh, what, what's the guy back in the day from Hawaii? Big guy. Oh, uh, Kimo. Maybe Kimo back in oh, the day. No, no, no. Uh, another guy, brown guy. Like he wasn't really cut up, but like, like he, he was just, he, he was just beating everybody up. Damn, I forgot his name. But anyway, I, I've been around. I've been around with you guys for a long time, but you got these new guys. This, 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 this Patty guy. Yeah. Beat. 
Where the hell did he come from? He came from oh, nowhere. Yeah. The kids in this yeah. sport are amazing. That's what I'm crazy. So I, I, I think I, I think UFC gonna be around forever. I really because you got kids coming out of nowhere, and then you got other entities. I'm not gonna say that I respect the naming, but you got other stuff. You know, a good friend of mine, Yoel Romero, had a fight the other day. He won, but it's like it's just I love coming there. So to answer your question, the next big, 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 big card, I'll be there. I love it. The last last fight I went to, I think I was with uh, the, the one that Max Holloway fought at, and he lost. I, love I, Max. I got to ask you, how did we end up at your house in 2014 for a press conference? I remember being there, and I was thinking, how did this come together in Orlando? Because, this man yeah. certainly didn't want 100 people in his house for a press conference. Why are we here right now? No, because I think y'all had to deal with somebody that didn't come through, and I had all that space. I said, hey, man, you can use my house free of charge. I wish I was there to, to like entertain you guys, but listen, anything Dana White needs, he gets from me. I love it. He said one time he thought you would be a part of this promotion, man. Do you, do you, do you foresee, I know you're a busy man with a lot going on, but do you foresee yourself taking an active role with the UFC at some point? I would love to. If I get the opportunity, I would love to. I wish I was, I wish, like I'm 50. I wish I was 38, 39. I would fight. I would have fought. Uh, Rock. Hey. What's the big boy name that want to fight me? Oh, uh, the Dallas. Thing. No, the big, the big dude that want to fight me. Him today. Oh, Bob Sapp. I would have fought Bob Sapp. I would have fought. I would have fought Bob Sapp, and I would have fought Joy John Man Hoy. Remember him? Yeah, Hong Man Choi. Hong Man Choi. Hong Man Choi. Yeah, Hong Man Choi. Yeah. I would have. I would have definitely fought those two. I would have. <laughs> <laughs> like a you know celebrity, whatever, whatever. I would have fought those two, but at fifty, I'm not gonna even think about it. Maybe an office job sometime, though, huh? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt. I love it, man. Well, Shaq, I know you're a busy, man. I appreciate the time. Look, I'm looking forward to this VIP event, but uh, look, it's a big deal. But you got some affordable tickets as well, right? I mean, the casual fan can come too. So, what's the pitch to get people to come check out this big fundraiser? Listen, listen. This the names I'm about to say to you. Her, those tickets are up there. Pitbull, you know those tickets are up there. Maroon 5, tickets are up there. Mary Morris, Jamalane, tickets are up there. But I'm giving you at an affordable price where you can come see these great people perform. And all on the same stage. Only the Shag Man can do that. So, hey, you know, all the you know big tables, I already got that money. But if you want to be a casual fan and come see these people and come rock out with us, you should definitely come check it out. This is the taking me to Nita. He knows, they know, they know. I never know the words. Awesome. Shaq, thank you for the time. I know you're busy. I appreciate it. Let, let, thanks for talking some MMA with me as well, man. All right. Bye-bye. John. John is Shaq. <laughs> Oh, you're calling back? <laughs> His voice is so deep. Man, look, dude, an MMA fan, man. I mean, I knew he was, but to I, I was a little worried because I know he's an MMA fan. But you know how it's like if you're not really 
into it, into it, and you're not really in that mindset, in that mode, and maybe somebody brings it up, and you're like, oh, uh, you know, but for him to just kind of go straight into, you know, his history and, and, and the guys that he likes and all that, man, I, that was that was kind of fun for me, man. So, uh, obviously, a quick conversation. Uh, you can imagine Shaquille O'Neal's a busy man. They were like, please, do me a favor, you know, keep it to this limit, and I did that. Uh, got the quotes I needed to. I'll put up a piece on uh, Sports Illustrated with him talking about it as well, and then, uh, you know, I'll just – I'll go hang out my boy Shaq on Saturday. Yeah, you know, hanging out. yeah have fun on the couch, coffee. I'm going to be out with the Shaq. <laughs> that is pretty cool, though. That is cool. And it's for a good cause. But, yeah, I mean, that's cool. But, yeah, I mean, that's not often that you get to hear from somebody like that. You know what I did know cool. um, is I was kind of getting some notes together just to refresh myself on Shaq and, and everything and, you know, his kind of history, um, is that his son is about to start playing uh, G League basketball out here. We, we got a developmental team in Henderson oh, now, okay. and his son's going to play on the team. So, um, kind of cool, kind of cool to see. I think that's—I don't know when that season starts. Hell, it may have already started, but um, yeah, but pretty cool. That's pretty cool. All right, ton of MMA this weekend, ton of combat sports overall. We kind of touched on this, uh, you know, UFC card a little bit. We haven't really talked specifically about the fights, but Kenzie Dern, Yan Zhanan, um, a meaningful fight at strawweight. It is two ranked fighters. Uh, Yan Zhanan, of course, has had a couple setbacks. Razor thin fight last time out. Mackenzie Dern had had a loss um, a couple fights back. She's talking about this kind of being redemption for her because it's a main event. She wants to get a win this time around. It's one of those ones, again, and, and we've talked about this before, where it's kind of hard to talk about stakes because, you know, if it's number five versus number six, so you know you need to win the fight if you want to make, keep yourself in the title picture. But we already know Esparza and Zhang Wiley is coming up. you got to think Marina Rodriguez is just kind of waiting in the wings for the winner of that fight. Um, so this fight doesn't necessarily lead to an automatic, like, Yes, the winner's in a number one contender fight, or yes, the winner is getting a title shot. It's just kind of one of those fights that matters, and it's important. Um, but I always think it's a little less like, ah, when you, when you don't really know exactly what's on the line. Um, but it, it should be a fun fight, I think, a clash of styles. I mean, um, you know, Yan Shanan said, look, I don't think McKenzie is going to want to try and stand and trade with me. Um, I think she'll strike just enough to set up her grappling, which I – tend to believe as well. 100%. McKenzie <laughs> said, uh, to her point, McKenzie did say, listen, and she did say, you know, I thought she had a great thing to say too where she was like, I realized that like, because she has had some people in some bad positions and they've gotten out of them. And you're like, I thought you were this jujitsu killer, you know, and yeah. she is. I mean, I'm not going to say I thought you were. You are. But you had people get out of those positions and she said, man, I had that realization. I cannot let that happen. Like, if I get into my realm and I get people in bad spots, she's like, I can't let them out alive. And then she's like, whoa, no, no. I, uh, I, I, I'm not, not, not actually kill them. But, yeah, yeah we're like, we know what you mean. Um, <laughs> but it, but she did say, and so I did kind of ask her, like, hey, do you ever think maybe I don't need to worry about developing my striking? Maybe I really just need to make sure that I'm honed in on my ground game. She said, no. You know, the more effective my striking gets, the more effective it makes my wrestling, the more effective it makes my jiu-jitsu. And I think that's very true as well. But that said – I think in this matchup particularly, Yan Zhanan is going to be aggressive, and I do agree that I don't think McKenzie is uh, going to want to uh, show her newfound striking skills in this one. I think she's going to be looking to get this fight to the ground um, as quickly as possible. Yeah, but I definitely – we've seen her striking come quite a, quite a bit. I mean, and, It has. And the one coach she walked in here today with was Jason Perillo, her striking not, coach. Not a bad one. I mean – Talking so, about training with Cheeto. And that's like legit, legit training. So, I mean um, – there is a part where I think she probably wants to prove. I don't think she's going to get away from it, but I, at some point she probably wants to to prove that she is a striker. At some point she just needs to pick the right target. 
you can't do it with everybody out right. there. Like, if you have something that's completely dangerous, dangerous, and and, and Jan, Janan is dangerous, but is she the most dangerous? No. But is it is is it would it be a proper test that if somebody said, "Holy shit!" Like Dern stayed standing with yeah. her and dropped her, then you're like, okay, maybe maybe her her striking has showed up. Doesn't seem like it would be the smartest play, but at some point I could see where if she wants to prove that she is fully well rounded. At some point, she's just got to say, yes, I'm, I'm making this a stand-up I battle. just don't think this is the one. It probably is not the <laughs> smartest play, but, I mean, uh, you never know. I mean, uh, emotions run high, and at some point, somebody just, get, you know, wants to prove it. And then they're either willing to die on that sword or or hopefully have the uh, you know, realization that, oh, wait, I'm really good on the ground. Let's, let's go down there. Yep. Let's go down there. But it should be fun. I mean, it should be good. I mean, I think it's, I think it's worthy of being – uh, you know, I think sometimes some people look and think, "Why is this a headline oh, fight? No, this... Like this is a worthy headline event uh, fight." I mean, I think it's a good, challenging fight, and it's probably going to be a lot closer than uh, than people want to say. I mean, I just want it to be action. I don't want it to just be you know, kind of ho hum, ho hum, ho hum for a bunch of rounds, and then we get a, a good, solid decision. But I would like to see a finish in this fight. Absolutely, I would like to see a finish. Give us the update on the uh, MMA Junkie staff picks. How are, are you still? I'm still up by four. Up by four, and a lot of us uh, rode the same. Let me see what who did I pick? I did pick Dern, Dern. in this I, one. I think Dern's the pick. I think Dern's the play. Yeah, I mean, if not, I almost feel like you just have a, a, a chip on your shoulder. I think some people just want to pick against her for some reason. She um, does get an abnormal amount of hate, right? And that's what I was just like, you know, I just feel like in this one, to me, Dern seemed like it was like a clear sort of one, but. Yep. Um, do you want me to give you my, my picks for this one? Let's hear it. I went Dern. I went Brown. Okay. Um, went Castaneda. Um, All right. That was a good – that was one yep. I went back and forth. I went Honey on that one. That was one – another one where I was like, man, I, I liked hearing what I heard from Trevin today. I was like, yep. I almost wanted to switch. But from when I did put my picks in, I picked Honey and I picked Sodique and I picked uh, Davis. I pretty much ride with you there. That Mike Davis v. Axelaf Borchev fight, that could be very fun as yeah. well. I think that should be a fun fight. As you said, Castaneda to Santos could be a good fight. Sadiq Yusuf, you know, was supposed to fight Giga Chikadze, ends up fighting a newcomer in Don Shanis. Sadiq just kind of leveled with us and was like, dude, I need to get paid, man. I'd yeah. put in a four-month training camp. Like, I'll fight anybody. You know, and he did say, look, the good thing – and I like hearing that from him is that, you know, he's like, you know, there is no – possibility of a letdown here i take this guy as serious as anybody like i studied everything you know i i, I watched every tape on him <laughs> that's funny he's like even if it's a guy's high school wrestling yeah. i almost want to just like did that ever prove worthy <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> absolutely there's some not. people like that though I, I was talking to somebody the other day he's like man i want to he's like i want to know what my guy eats for breakfast every you know he's like i want to know everything about the guy that i'm fighting i'm like all right i can respect that and how many and, and trevin jones could be a fun fight as well so you know I, I, look i think there's some entertaining matchups here um we'll just be watching on tv like everybody else the prelims Iller latifi alexi olenek i mean that's guy that's bound to do something crazy at heavyweight i mean who, who do you think is going to take that one I was torn back and forth. And, uh, I kind of like Latifi in there. I kind of yeah. like Latifi in there with the, with the with the with the wrestling that he has to be able to stay out because Olenek is so yeah. so. I mean, That's if he gets point. a hold of you, but he's so kind of stiff and coming at you, and I feel like right. Olenek can you know it will struggle to track down Latifi, especially you know the TV can stay away. So so we'll see. Yeah, um, kind of sell me. I went I went Olenek, but you're right. I think that when it comes to the power and that striking, I think if Latifi can stay up. 
and away from him and then drop some bombs on him. But I think he tires, though. He does. And Alexi just kind of is always there <laughs> through the whole fight. So maybe I was thinking that, but yeah. Since now he I'm keeps kinda... it in first gear, like, at all times. Yeah. Like, he never really runs out of gas. <laughs> yeah. His heart rate probably never gets over, like, 115 during a fight. So funny. To... Something His weigh-ins are hilarious. He just kind of <clears> stiff <throat> and doesn't he's know like, where he's yeah. going. Oh, it's great. Uh, Jessica Penny, of course, I'll be cheering for her that the CFSC love there. But she's got a tough matchup yeah. with Tabitha Ricci. Uh, Joaquin Silva, Jesse Ronson, who's had a tough UFC run. Brendan Allen on there against Krista Jocko. Kind of surprised that to be see a good that one. one down there. Yeah. So was I. It could be a lot of I was of like, fun. did they piss somebody off? I was like, that is <laughs> – I mean, that's a main card level fight, clearly. Or why that isn't even like – I'd have to look and see that. Is that even – that's not even the featured, is it? No, it's just like in the I'm middle like, of the card. I'm like, why is that not even the featured it one? I mean, like, they must have pissed somebody off or something. Somebody got mad. Somebody, somebody said something and they didn't take it back. Oh, look, another, uh, Guido Canetti versus Randy Costas should be a fun fight there as well. Yeah, um, so there should be some good matchups. And like I said, we'll just we'll watch it all on TV. But uh, but listen, this this weekend is busy, all right? Now, so the same night, you're going to have Bellator as well. And I will say, the main card uh, of it starts, I believe, it should start right after, if, if my timing is right, because I think it <laughs> the main card starts at 10 p.m. Eastern, um, whereas the main card for the UFC starts at 7 p.m. Eastern. So I think it should be over right as the main card is starting. The prelims, I, I will say, okay, um, but th but this one isn't. You know, sometimes you look at their prelims, and they've had – look, Max Roshkoff is on there versus Mike Camels on the prelims. Yeah. I'm anxious to see that one for personal reasons, of course. Obviously, uh, I'm a big Max Roshkoff fan, uh, you know, so I'll be, I'll be tuned into that one. But overall, I would say not their 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 best. JJ Wilson is on there against Vladimir Tokov. I was, I was just looking at that one. Like, that, yeah, that one should be a good. That one, one stands. Well, now I'm just I look at here. Islamomedov versus Nick Brown. I mean, look, there's some good fights in here. So I'm not dismissing the prelims. So what I'm saying is, the main card. I love this main card. Yeah. Patricio Pitbull versus Adam Borks. AJ McKee versus Spike Carlisle. A little bit weird that's happening at lightweight in the matchup, but. But whatever. Yeah. Um, Aaron Pico and Jeremy Kennedy, and then Juan Archuleta versus Enrique Barzola. This, to me, is a solid, solid Bellator card. And I'm going to be honest with you. Um, even before I knew that I was uh, invited to go to uh, the event on Saturday night, I was thinking about going to uh, Long Beach for the Bellator event because I Whoa. really, really like that main card. But the, the, the main card is dope. It's really good. Yeah. Here's why I'm not, and this is what – and parents out there – I hope you can relate because my wife told me there's a movie night at the school for the kids and she has to work it because she's volunteering as part of the PTSO and therefore Eli wants to go and I have to be there because I have to uh, hang out with him at the, at the movie night and I was basically forbidden to leave town. So does that mean that you're like an usher or is everybody having parents? Everybody with has to have every a parent. Yeah, the kid's parent. not allowed to be like running oh, around okay. by themselves. So since she has my, – my wife has to help work the you – know, I guess the door or whatever – and so, yeah, I mean, I, literally all I have to do is just sit down with my kid and watch a movie. So it's not as like I'm being asked to do a whole lot, but I was like, hey. Are you in charge of spiking the punch? Uh, oh, <laughs> I might burst a little bottle of that. Uh, yeah, but it was kind of funny. I was talking to my wife. like, hey, I'm kind of thinking about going to uh, Long Beach maybe for this. And I was like, do you guys, maybe you guys want to go? Because my wife grew up on the beach, and so she likes going to the ocean as often as she can. Obviously, we live in a desert. And so I was like, hey, maybe you guys want to come out there with me. I mean, it's, you know, short enough we can just make a little road trip down there or something. And she forbade me from attending because uh, I I have this commitment to movie night. But it worked out okay. Beach sounds now, a lot better than movie night. Now, I don't know. Did, uh, did I she know. reconsider? Well, I guess she can't. Once she's she... the PTSO president. So there is she, – she has – she's like, I have to be there. I bet they, I bet she came up with the idea for the movie night. 
She probably did. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's her. Yeah. It's her. And her friends. She's ride or die she's, with it. She's awesome. But yeah, I mean, when you look, I mean, in terms of like cards, I mean, main card like ones that have more top to bottom. Not that we. Uh, I mean, know oh, sometimes we compare main cards from Bellator to, to UFC, but yeah, this four fight main card on Bellator is dope. I mean, if you had yeah. to take a pound for pound against the UFC's main card. It beats the UFC's main card this weekend. I, I agree. Like easy. I'm just, I'm good. I that's, yeah. that's why I guess that's what I'm saying. Like I said, yeah. maybe that's why. Maybe I was a little too dismissive of the prelims, but that that main card to me, that's why I was thinking. I was like, I think this is a that's all main good. Card the, the UFC. All four of those fights are fantastic. Uh, I talked to both Aaron Pico and Jeremy Kennedy. Um, both of them are kind of looking at as a number one contender fight. That's a hell of a fight. Um, hell of a fight there. Both of them Would have a pick? lot of respect for each other. Um, I, I, I probably go Pico, man. I think Pico yeah. really is in form right now. I mean, I think. The guy, you know, got through the hurdles, and 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 now I, I do yeah. think the dude's rebuilt. But dude, this is going to be a test yeah. for him. This is that is definitely, and I'm the same way. I'm, I think Pico's just fighting. He's finally, well, not that he's finally living up the hype, but yeah, he's fighting like what everybody was selling him. But this is a tough fight. But there's no, this is one where I feel like he wouldn't lose any. Like you don't lose any momentum when you're losing to like a kid like Kennedy because Kennedy's so badass as well. Absolutely. I mean, like. Either one of these kids can win. I did lean on Pico, but man, I was I went back and forth and back and forth. But the last couple of times seeing Pico, man, I was like, wow, that kid's living up to the hype that everybody yep. was selling him on. You he, know, he's the like, real deal. Like high on, but I thought the McKee Carlisle one was an interesting one. I was just like, man, I mean, I know Spike's been doing some good things, you know, outside of Bellator and other things, but man, it's a weird one. They're it's throwing the him against weird. the. The number one dude, practically. I was like, "What is going on?" Like, it's 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 it, this. That's the one. That's, I mean, look, I'm a. I, I think AJ McKee is an absolute stud, and if he wants to try things out in a new weight class and yeah. make a new run, that's cool. I, I guess you know you give him a little opportunity to settle into the weight class. But that's the one that I, I did say. This is this is ten pound difference. I'm like it's weird. Like fight night, he probably weighs. He's gonna be weighing the exact same thing that he would have fought True. if he would have been at 45. True. I mean, which is kind of silly, but. I mean, AJ, we've just – I mean, this would just be – it would be great to have AJ have, uh, you know, a possibility of being able to moonlight in two different divisions if he wants to go up and down. I mean, Spike is a good fighter, but he's by no means – I mean, like, it's it's a good welcome to the division fight for AJ. It is, yeah. You know, like, exactly. you want to feel the power of one of these guys. You want to see this. Here's a guy that's done some good things. And I think Spike, I, I mean, he's got a great personality. Uh, he's just – he's just – yeah. Uh, in terms of technique, in my book, he's not at the same level as McKee. Gritty, you gritty, know. tough, yeah. not going to go away easy. He's like one of those guys that people say, oh, I'm a grinder. We kept hearing that today. Between think they're a grinder. Spike's a grinder. Spike's like, a grinder. you know, if you don't have good cardio and if you're not willing to just stand in there and bang and you want to run when you don't like taking punches, you're not going to want to fight Spike because Spike will bring all those things. Main event, I'm assuming you probably went Patricio. I did. And I think you have to. But listen, yeah. Adam Borgs, man, this kid's for yeah. real. I've been high on this kid for a while, man. And listen, he earned his way here, man. You yeah. see the people he beat to get here. Um, you know, maybe some not always the, the greatest performances along the way, but but racking up the victories. Um, and maybe great's not the right word, but maybe not the most exciting at all time in some of those. Um, but but getting the victories nonetheless. And look, this is a real challenge, man. This is I agree. Adam's got a lot of size to him. He's yep. got a lot of technique and skill. He's tough. Um, but it's it's hard to pick against Patricio, right? Yeah, but it still it definitely wasn't the easiest of decisions because I did look at him and I was like, man, th this could be easily one of those ones that if, if Pitbull's not paying attention or if he thinks like my, la my my toughest fight was my last fight, you know, um, 
this kid can come in here if he's not if he's not fully focused and he's not giving everything. I just hope that uh, you know Pitbull sees it as you know if he puts as much energy to keeping this belt as he did to that last fight of getting it back and he puts all that effort. I think it's going to be great, and I, and I think Pip will be the right decision. But we've seen him get dropped. We've seen him get hurt, and we've seen him lose the belt. And Adam has power. He has size. He has youth. Um, it's going to be tough. But, yeah, I mean, it's just tough picking against Pitbull right now at this point. If maybe in another year or two, I'd, I'd be more willing right, to Right, like, because he starts to do the little decline yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, and, and and let me just say, too, the main card opener, Archuleta and Barzola, that is competitive as hell. That's a that's a yeah. that's a that's a coin toss to me because if you on, yeah. on paper Archuleta's got that that stellar record where you're like wow you know what I mean but if so if you're just looking at you know oh well look this guy's 25 and four this guy's ah six losses two draws for Barzola Barzola is as tough as they come man I think this is a tough fight man I I to be honest with you I don't know which way I lean in this one. I took Barzola. Did you take Barzola? I did. See, I, kinda, I, I think a lot like of our other staff. I, I think a lot of our staff took Archuleta, and yeah. I mean Archuleta is tough as nails. I'm that was the, that Barzola's out of all good. four of those. I think this is the one I went back and forth the most on out of all of them was this particular fight. And either answer was fine because actually at one point I was like I I was like I went Archuleta, didn't I? I was like I'm you not couldn't sure. even remember. So I went back to my picks to look because I went back and forth in my head before I finally just said, "Okay, fine, I'm gonna go Barzola." And I mean, I don't feel bad about. It. I mean, either one of these picks. I mean, like I expect, like out of all four of these fights, this could be one of the most back and forth, like just slobber knockers out of all four of them on the main card. You, you know, so this this to me, especially given the show, if you're not a regular Bellator watcher, I would say that this is one to give a shot. Like get, that would a be shot. a great, yeah. You know, like I mean? as for a good, good opener, yeah, a good one to kind of get you understanding what they can bring. Yeah, right. I this, mean, that's a good. This is a good one. All right, so listen, we said it's a busy weekend. Um, I guess we'll because there's there's more I want to talk about, but first I guess we'll say one championship. They've got the two events. They're back this weekend. Now they're not going to go head to head. So this is this is good if you're trying to catch a little bit of everything. Now they've got one one sixty one, which actually takes place. Thursday night in Singapore. So that airs Thursday morning. So that'll be an, an early one, um, actually, tomorrow morning as, as we're sitting down to record this. So this one, this one might be over by the time you hear it. It's If you can catch it early Thursday morning, it's good. You got a, a Muay Thai world title, which is fun because they do Muay Thai in the four-ounce gloves. You got heavyweight kickboxing Grand Prix, so you got a, a bunch of – or big dudes in there that are going to be swinging. Uh, I mean, just heavy-handed knockout artists. That's good. Rug Rug is on there as well. Umar Kane. I mean, that's you know that's fun. Um, so that'll be the fun one. But then Friday night, it's the second event on Prime Video. Um, I didn't catch the first one live. Um, this one, oh, I guess if it overlaps movie night. Well, I guess I can watch it on my phone while I'm watching whatever movie we're watching <laughs> at movie night. Um, yeah, you don't have to pay attention to the movie when you're there. That's it. That's it. Um, the you just last have to one, be there. The last one I was on a call for CFFC, so I watched it when I came back. Uh, but uh, on Prime Video Game, smooth. I, I, I thought it was a great presentation. I, I, I'll just be honest. I like the one championship product because of all they do. And they're doing it again here. Main event is Zhang Jingnan and Andrew Lee for the strawweight world title. Uh, and then the co-main event is a featherweight kickboxing world title. And then the the third fight down is a submission grappling world title. So I mean you've got all three of the disciplines in there, and and I love seeing that uh, on the prelims. I'm just gonna point out if you get a chance to check it out, uh, Nisa Mexen uh, to me is one of my favorite female strikers on the planet. She's an absolute savage, man. She's definitely worth checking out as well. Um, she'll be in a Muay Thai fight there, but 
Um, but yeah, I think if you if if you haven't given one championship a shot, in the same way we're saying this is you know an opportunity. This is a weekend where I think you want to give Bellator a try if you're not a regular Bellator watcher. I would say give one championship a try if you can, especially if you're in North America, because this is one of those ones where nobody's asking you to get up at five o'clock in the morning and yeah. and uh, and to do that, you know. Um, and it's on Prime. It's on Prime. It's easy. You probably already you have probably this. have Prime, right? <laughs> you probably have it, and you don't realize that this is an extra perk that you just haven't used yet. That's it. All right, one other thing to watch, and you know what? I, I, I wasn't planning on doing this, but I got, I got to throw in a, another piece of audio because this dude right here. Oh, look. Ben Rothwell is fighting in the co-main. BKFC 30 is on Saturday night as well. Now, this is going to go head-to-head with the UFC and uh, with Bellator. So this might be a little tougher to catch. But, look, the BKFC app is 5 bucks a month, man. You can stream that on your phone or whatever. Ben Rothwell is making his debut against Bobo O'Bannon. Uh, you know, come on. How do you not like a guy oh, named good Bobo O'Bannon? Good old Bobo O'Bannon. I mean, you go to Bare Knuckle, you fight a guy named Bobo <laughs> O'Bannon. You know what I mean? You go to Monroe, Louisiana, and you fight Bobo O'Bannon. That's BKFC at its finest. But Ben Rothwell did have a fun interview with Ben Rothwell as well. If you want to check that out, uh, that is on the MMA Underground YouTube page. I also did a piece in Sports Illustrated. So if you want to read that, si.com slash MMA. The video is in there as well. You can watch it there. You can check out the, the piece. But I want, I want to play this audio because – this is going to go – Lorenzo Hunt is in the main event. And if you haven't seen Lorenzo Hunt, this man is an absolute savage in BKFC. He's fighting Quentin Henry. Uh, he's looking for champ, champ status. If, if, you, if, you, if you don't know the name Lorenzo Hunt, and you probably don't, if you remember the dude that smashed a tomato in Joe Riggs' face at their weigh-in, that's this guy. If you remember the dude that jumped in a ring and got like a brawl going with Hector Lombard after his fight, that's this guy. So so you don't know Lorenzo Hunt, but you know Lorenzo Hunt. And now I want you to hear this audio because he might just be your new favorite fighter. Uh, I'll set the scene for you, and if you want to check out the video – uh, I, I did an interview with him. I joined uh, by video, as, as you normally do, do a little stream yard. Uh, and as I connect, the man is jogging. The, the man is actively jogging and running with his phone while he does an interview with me. Uh, and so I was just like, this is going to be unique. And uh, it was. Lorenzo's a unique dude. Here's, uh, here's Lorenzo Hunt ahead of BKFC 30. I love it. It is Lorenzo Hunt, uh, BKFC light heavyweight champ, number two pound for pound, going for champ champ status on Saturday. And I guess, what, still putting in the work even now? I mean, it's fight week. You don't get to relax a little bit? I'll never relax. I like to start my shit off with a head start. So why, why take a break? I love it, man. Well, listen, the cruiserweight belt is on the line this Saturday, as we said, Going for champ, champ status. Talk to me right now, man, about the excitement level, just how you feel. I mean, this is this is history, right? Not a lot of champ champs in the sport. I'm already the cruiserweight champ. I already beat the cruiserweight champ. I already destroyed the cruiserweight division. This is just pageantry. It's my belt already. That's a fair statement to make. I mean, some people kind of talk a little bit, but, I mean, you, you really kind of – you've got to honestly kind of feel that way, right, that you are already the uncrowned champ champ? I like to let them run their mouth while I run these hands. Haven't you noticed? People have a lot to say about me, and then I beat their ass. You, uh, you have been a little lightning rod for controversy, Lorenzo, during your, your BKFC time. You had the brawl with Hector Lombard. You had the Joe Riggs situation as well. I mean, what, did, do you go out seeking this trouble, or does trouble just find you? Ah, so I don't know if you guys remember – but I was already leading the BKFC before Hector Lombard came around. 
before um, Joe Riggs came around with that dumb shit, I was the man. I was beating people up and dancing in the ring. I was smiling and waving at the kids. I was a nice guy. But they came into the BKFC and tried to steal what was mine. As long as there wasn't any belts on the line, I never said a word. I would have fought 20 fights without the gold. I didn't care. But all of a sudden, there are five title fights in one night, and I'm not invited. How dare you? You took that one personally. Of course I did. Wouldn't you? Absolutely. Some, some guy comes and takes your job, and no one does it better than you? Some guy come gets your promotion? Nah, I told him that night. I called it fool's gold. It literally means if you touch it, I'm going to chop your hands off. <laughs> there you go. I love it. Well, you delivered on that promise. And Larissa, I mean, listen, in a long combat sports career, man, this is the best phase of it. No doubt. You're performing better than ever. I mean, did you expect this type of run coming into bare knuckle? What is it about this sport that just spoke to you, man, and you found such success here? Well, honestly, I'm a striker. I've always been a striker. I have 19 career knockouts, whether you like it or not. But the MMA, the MMA enthusiasts like to point out the fact that I lost a couple of times to high-level jujitsu guys. But guess what? There's no jujitsu here, stupid motherfucker. I'm the best striker in the world. So now you're here. You can't grab that little toe and play. Um, um, got your pinky toe. You can't lay on the ground with your head buried in my belly and try to come up with something. So I'm the king here. I love it, man. I love it. The energy is real. All right, we got a, we got a big fight this weekend, though, right? Quentin Henry, I know you, you know you had some disrespect maybe for some of those other guys. This man's been putting in some work as well, right? Listen, it's a big fight for him. It's not a big fight for me. Hector Lombard was a big fight for me. Joe Riggs was a big fight for me. It's a big fight for him. Like I said, I'm already the champ. I'm don't already the <laughs> Don't get in a wreck out there, man. Don't get run over on the week of fight week. Oh. No, they um they blow at me like, hey champ. I love it. I love it. So what so in Quentin, you said this is a big fight for him. I mean, do you think this is a fight you can dominate, or do you feel like this is gonna be a, a test that this is gonna push you a little bit? So I don't know if you noticed. Quentin's been around for quite some time. <laughs> Do you think we haven't fought just yet because of me? Him and his management have avoided me <laughs> purposely. They were sitting around hoping I'd go away. Quentin doesn't have the tools to deal with my speed, to deal with my boxing IQ, to deal with my power. It's not there. They say he called for this fight. He didn't have a choice. There's nowhere to go. I'm the top of the division that he fights in. I'm the champ in the division beneath him. And I'm going to heavyweight. If he wants this job, he's got to fight me. So after you win this, I was going to ask you the plan. Was it to defend both titles, but it's to go get a third title? Is that the plan? <laughs> so here's something funny. BKFC is uh, trying to make adjustments for my dominance in the sport. 
which is why Mike Richmond and Doolittle is fighting for my 185 belt. They presented a dilemma. Do I vacate the belt in order to pursue my previous plan or do I take a back step and go and defend my 185 belt because they've let me know I will get no time to rest before they strip me. So the plan is, since I've already dominated the, the, the 205 division, as soon as I win, I'll go back to 185. And you can do whatever you want with the 205 belt while I destroy Mike Richmond for trying that stupid shit. He's doing the same thing. They're doing the same thing that Hector Lombard and, and um, Joe Riggs did. They're trying to use the rules and politics and bullshit in order to steal something that don't belong to them. I am the champ. How the fuck you gonna be the 185 champ without fighting me? So, so I'm, I'm not leaving nothing on the table. I will not leave my 185 belt for Mike Richmond. Bitch ass. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. And he's gonna have to he's gonna have to deal with that. The tension is there, man. So I mean listen. That's exciting. I like to hear that. You want to defend what's yours. Does that mean behind the scenes? Are, are you a little frustrated with BKFC or is everything okay there? Not at all. So the fact of the matter is no weapon formed against me will prosper. I have proven that my skills transcend weight classes. Everything you've tried to do, everything they've tried to do, every scheme the schemers have tried has backfired. I became the 185 champ because of a scheme against me. Now I'm becoming the double world champ because of a scheme to keep the belt away from me. And I still wind up with it. Now, if you create a scheme to take the 185 belt, I get to fight Mike Richmond for an even bigger purse because of your stupid scheme. I'm making more money in the lighter division. <laughs> Every single thing you do is going to backfire on you. It's like Moses. Moses told the king, Bro, let him go. He just wouldn't fucking listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The energy is infectious, man. I cannot wait to see how it all plays out. As you can see, I'm on weight. There won't be no problem. Quentin Henry is in trouble. He's in trouble. And I don't need fans. I don't need people behind me saying, go. I don't need rabble rousers i don't need the people on instagram to say you're the champ i'm gonna beat that ass you don't need i don't need any help i don't need any help so if he thinks that's where strength comes from he's goofy because they can chant all they want true strength comes from suffering i came to puerto rico and trained through the hurricane i've suffered here with no lights with no food, I've suffered here. And now I'm going to share the suffering with Creighton Henry. Oh, Lorenzo, you got me fired up, man. If you need a new favorite fighter, this might be your man. October 1st, Monroe, Louisiana on the BKFC app. I, I was going to ask you what type of fight we see, but I, I think we know I, I, it's, it's blood domination. And guts. Blood and guts, a fucking hurricane. I don't have nothing to give away. Quinn Henry says, I don't have nowhere to go if I lose. So I ain't fucking losing. Dummy, I'm glad you're, they'll still love you if you lose. I'm so happy for you. 
I don't. I'm not worried about that. Oh, Lorenzo, I might need to call you every day just to get fired up for my daily routine, man. <laughs> I'm on every morning about 5 a.m. punching the tree. Hop up, check it out, and you'll get what you need. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, man. We'll see you put in the work on October 1st. More title fights to come, more BKFC domination. Check it out this weekend, Lorenzo Hunt. Thank you, brother. Bang, bang, bang. Thank you. All right. I mean, if the man's not on your list of people you got to watch, I, I don't know, man. He's 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 on mine. I I, uh, I knew the dude was a personality, but that was the first time I'd had a chance to actually speak to him. And uh, I'll just be honest, the dude cracked me up a little bit. So uh, anyway, busy, busy weekend. You th- you know, weekend off last time, not so much this weekend. we got a lot of stuff to watch, a lot of stuff to cover. And, of course, we'll do that all. Uh, listen, if you like what you're listening to, if you like those interviews, if you like us chatting, please do us a favor. Take a second to uh, – Log in wherever you listen to and, and rate us, review us, do all that. That helps us grow. Or if you want to take your game up to the next level, take us over to patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow where for as little as $3 a month you can help support the show. We certainly do appreciate that. Uh, I, that's where we have the exclusive and a half episodes <laughs> where we wrap up UFC events. We're not going to have much behind-the-scenes information for you this week uh, <laughs> since we won't be on site for the UFC uh, and uh, if, if the fine folks with the Patreon don't mind, I'm going to be a little bit late with that one. Uh, I think we'll live for this particular week. But uh, as I said, I got Saturday night plans. So I'll, 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 I'll be home a little late. And if you're part of the Patreon family, like Daniel, who happens to be in Las Vegas, and he says, hey, guys, I'm in Las Vegas. First time. You guys want to meet up for a beer? And we said, hell yeah. We say, hell yeah. So after we wrap this shit, we're going to go to B-Dubs and meet Daniel for some beers. That's what's up. You That's see, what's up, Patreon You help folks. support the family. You come to Las Vegas, we will come meet you for a frosty beverage. There's we'll no question try. about that. We'll certainly I mean, if we're here. Yeah, I mean, if we're here. <laughs> maybe, maybe if you come in on a Saturday night of a pay-per-view or something like that, we might I not mean, get if, a chance to meet If John's hanging it. out with Shaq on Saturday night, he might ah, not leave I'm, to go I'm, hang I'm, out. You but, know. You know. It's just, I hate to leave Shaq hanging. You I mean, know what I mean? He's, Joe, Joe. Hurts his feelings. Joe, we go. Joe, <laughs> Joe, we go. Ah, <laughs> oh, Shaq's back again, man. Thanks for joining us again. Hey. And then he left. All right. So weird. I'll, I'll see you Saturday. I mean, I'm not gonna, the staff's not going to stop him. He wants to come in. The staff's not going <laughs> to no, stop him. Nobody stops Shaq. All right. Uh, yeah. So we'll look forward to that meetup. We'll go have a few frosty beverages. We'll get this thing posted and then head over to meet him. Uh, appreciate each and every one of our supporters, though, of course. Again, that does help us out tremendously. Uh, of course, we enjoy doing this, but there are some expenses with it. So we appreciate Yay. the support. And, uh, yeah. No more uh, on-site coverage this week. We're not going to the Apex. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg is running out, speaking of nefarious things. He can rent me out for enough things. millions. Come on, bro. Mark Zuckerberg, where you at? <laughs> where you at? <laughs> Thanks for listening.